Hi, welcome to this week's episode of Let's Read Out. I'm super pumped for this case of the week. It comes from the University of Kentucky and my good friend, Dr. Amon Karana and his amazing mentee, Ahmad. We hope you enjoy it. Hey everyone, my name is Ahmad Chisti and I'm a second year medical student at the University of Kentucky College of Medicine. I'm joined today by my mentor, Dr. Amon Karana, an assistant professor and abdominal radiologist at the University of Kentucky. Today we'll be talking about a really cool case of vesicourethral diverticulum with urethral adenocarcinoma. We thought this case would be great to share given the rarity of this finding, relevance to embryology, and interesting histopathologic findings. So first off, the urethus is the fetal derivative of the allantois, which is a channel between the embryonic bladder and umbilicus. Usually, it involutes before birth and forms the median umbilical ligament, but when it doesn't close off properly, a blind pouch-like structure remains connected to the bladder, forming a diverticulum. Most of the time, this is asymptomatic, but it can increase the risk for urinary tract infections. In our case, a 62-year-old male with a history of kidney stones presented with right flank, suprapubic, and inguinal pain of a few weeks' duration. He also reported having mucus in his urine and hematuria intermittently over the past two years. Dr. Kron is going to talk about the imaging findings in more depth, but briefly, his initial CT and ultrasound confirmed the presence of a urethral diverticulum and also revealed a bladder mass at the dome thought to be transitional cell carcinoma. The patient underwent transurethral resection of the bladder tumor, and histologic evaluation of the specimen was consistent with urethral carcinoma. The patient then had an MRI for surgical planning and subsequently underwent laparoscopic partial cystectomy with excision of the urethral mass and urethral tract. Dr. Krana, do you want to talk about the imaging findings? Yes, sure. So on this first slide, we have a sagittal non-contrast CT and two bladder ultrasound images, both demonstrating a bladder diverticulum within the anterosuperior part of the bladder dome with a soft tissue density tumor protruding from the diverticulum into the bladder cavity. Here on the CT image, you can see it marked by a blue arrow, and on the ultrasound images, it's marked by the green arrow. We also have peripheral calcifications uh, within this diverticulum on the CT image. So the presumptive diagnosis at this point in time was a bladder diverticulum or a vesicourethral bladder diverticulum due to its location at the anterosuperior part of the bladder dome with tumor within this diverticulum and most likely transitional cell carcinoma. After this, patient underwent a resection of the bladder mass with pathology consistent with invasive, moderately differentiated mucinous adenocarcinoma with signet ring cell features consistent with urethral carcinoma. After this, patient followed up with urology who ordered a pelvic MRI, which we see on the second slide here, um, with a sagittal T2 MR image on the left, demonstrating again presence of that bladder diverticulum uh, in the expected location of the urethus and mild T2 hyperintense mass within it. It does not look as impressive as the CT or the bladder ultrasound images uh, on the first slide because patient did undergo uh, bladder mass resection. On the second image, it's an axial post-contrast T1 fat sat image. We still see contrast enhancement within soft tissue located in the diverticulum. So presumptive diagnosis at that point was a residual tumor, urethral carcinoma within this diverticulum. Patient then underwent a second surgery. And again, pathology was consistent with mucinous adenocarcinoma uh, rather than transitional cell carcinoma. So there were two things about this case that I did want to ask you about. First off, you mentioned that the imaging findings showed peripheral calcification of the bladder mass. Could you speak a little bit about how the presence of this finding helped you come to the diagnosis of urethral adenocarcinoma? 
great question, Imad. As you know, the pathology in this case is mucinous adenocarcinoma, and those mucinous cancers love to calcify. So finding calcification within this soft tissue density mass within the expected location of uracus is actually pathognomic for uracal adenocarcinoma. These calcifications can be seen in about 50 to 70% of the cases. They may be punctate, stippled, or curvilinear. One thing to keep in mind is bladder calculi. So within a bladder diverticulum, there is stasis of urine, which increases the risk of bladder calculi. So that's just one thing we have to keep in mind when we see peripheral calcifications within a bladder diverticulum. Okay, so my second question. Other than a diverticulum, are there any other congenital abnormalities associated with the urachus? Great question, Imad. As you mentioned in the introduction, the urachus usually deteriorates or regresses to a fibrous band known as the median umbilical ligament. And when it fails to involute or regress, we actually have four types of congenital urachal abnormalities. The first one is called a patent urachus or a umbilical urachal fistula, where there is an active communication from the bladder to the umbilicus with drainage of urine or fluid from the umbilicus. The second one is called a urachal sinus, where there is a patent opening at the umbilicus, but it does not connect to the urinary bladder. The third one is called a urachal cyst, when it's sealed off on both ends, but there is a dilated cystic structure within the expected location of the urachus. And the fourth one, which is our case here, is called a vesicourachal diverticulum, where there is an opening from the bladder side, but it does not connect all the way to the umbilicus. All right, for the multiple choice question. On histology, the cells lining urachal neoplasms would most likely best resemble which of the following? A, epithelium of the proximal convoluted tubule, B, transitional epithelium, C, intestinal epithelium, or D, fibroblasts? And in this case, the answer is C, intestinal epithelium. So although urachal remnants themselves are lined by transitional epithelium, the majority of urachal neoplasms are actually adenocarcinomas. Prior to malignant transformation, urachal transitional epithelium undergoes metaplastic changes, causing it to resemble the glandular, mucin-producing columnar epithelium. Great wrap-up with that multiple-choice question, Imad. I hope you all enjoyed this rare yet important case of a vesicourachal diverticulum with urachal mucinous adenocarcinoma rather than transitional cell carcinoma. We have CT, ultrasound, and MR correlates of this lesion with peripheral calcifications, which we learn are pathognomic for such tumors. One thing I forgot to mention that on MRI, these tumors do look mildly T2 hyperintense because of the mucin producing cells. Also, I hope you enjoyed the histology and embryology discussion. This is a great case for medical students and radiology residents, and I would say this is fairly high yield for the radiology boards. Wow, you two, that was truly incredible. There's really not much to add, but if, if I could just point out that the typical extension of urachal carcinomas is really along the Ritzi space, and this growing into the perivesical space toward the umbilicus really helps differentiate urachal from vesicle carcinomas. The differential also includes adenocarcinomas of non-urachal origin, transitional cells, inf infected urachal remnants, and also just metastases originating from lesions of the colon, the prostate, or uh, the female genital tract. 
if anyone has an amazing companion case like a benign uracal uh, neoplasm such as an adenoma or a fibroadenoma or hamartoma, while super rare, we would love to feature it. So please don't be hesitant. Pair up with a mentee and a mentor and submit the case um, so we can feature you. Again, thank you so much to the University of Kentucky's all-stars Amon and Imad, the dynamic duo. Thank you so much for being on today's show.